not all heroes wear capes, but all moms are heroes. Welcome to the podcast for moms, not all heroes wear capes with your hosts, Betsy Pendergrass and Tina Smith. We want you to know that we hear you and we see you. Join us weekly for laughs, serious talks, and occasional tears as we share with you funny stories and serious chats on all things mothering. Our prayer is that your time here will be an encouragement as we walk this journey with you together. Welcome back to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, the mom podcast. We have a special guest with Betsy and I today. We have Sharon Tedford, who is one of our dear friends. We're so grateful to have her here. And she's a teacher in the Zoom room with me. And we're in a group text together all through, (laughs) which is always very interesting. (laughs) But we invited Sharon on because we want to hear about her and about her story as a a mom, right, Sharon? Because you're not from the United States, are you? I am not. It'll take your listeners about 12 seconds to figure <laughs> out that I am English. No, I'm not Australian. As I speak more, you'll know. Oh, yeah, she's English, not Australian. Yes, I'm definitely a mom and not a, not a mom. A mom. My kids hate it when I try and use an American accent. Also rubbish. Sorry, That's everyone. like us going mom, because we don't get that right either. True. That is true. That's right. But, That's but we are picking up on our British slang. We're yes, we are stroppy. Stroppy, yeah. right? We're using. Yeah. We've all learned how to be stroppy. Not that yes. I have to teach you how to be stroppy. You just now <laughs> know what stroppy is. So. Now we know what to call very our bad mood, right? Now we That's just right. call just it stroppy. stroppy. You're yep. being so stroppy. <laughs> yeah. And, so. <laughs> little known fact, by the way, read a chapter from James Perriot's um, book about uh, the first oh, creatures one. great and yes small. and mm-hmm. and he used stroppy in <gasps> the second chapter of that book you <laughs> now you know welcome, what it means betsy <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead tina so we just i was just gonna say before we came on our hearts were all heavy and we've been talking a lot about what's going on in our country or in the world really and what our brothers and sisters over in Afghanistan are going through and how hard that is and how insignificant life feels to us right now here. Right. But it's not, it's not. And we want to talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you walk in that? Because I know like even my daughter I was sharing has texted me today and it's like, how do I, like, I feel so bad. Like I'm just doing normal life here. And you know, these people are suffering so much and running for their lives and don't even have homes anymore and stuff. And, you know, one of the, my encouragement to her was that don't feel condemned or any false guilt because we need to stay on our game so we can pray for our brothers and sisters. Right. Can I just talk with you guys about, we can pray. Cause don't you hear all the time? It's just, we're just praying. Yeah. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. That's that. That's one of my most hated phrases. Well, can I just pray for you? Drop the the just. Yeah. <laughs> Drop it. Yeah. It's the most incredible 
gift you could ever give anyone. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's our opportunity. It's a. It's an opportunity we're given to co-labor with the Lord, and um, you know, even in well, in light of what's going on across the world, um, the struggles our brothers and sisters are having, we can be very intentional to listen to the Holy Spirit for guidance about how to pray for them. Uh, we can we can co-labor in that space of. Hey God, what's on your heart for me to pray today about mm-hmm. this situation? And take a moment just to listen and see what becomes a, a type of burden or a concern on your heart at the moment and, and go there in your prayers. But Tina, you were saying that about your daughter this morning. And in response to that, um, Sharon, you started saying some things about our daily lives. And that was real, that that's why we, I feel like we ended up going this direction um, for the podcast today. Would you tell us a little bit about what you were saying in, in that conversation? Yeah, it's really difficult to sit and watch the news and see people suffering. And at the moment it's right in our face. And I think it's important for us to remember that actually people are suffering somewhere in the world all the time. Yes. And we have done a really good job of hiding ourselves from that and I don't say that in a positive sense. It's yeah. not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that one of two things can happen. We could either completely ignore what's going on and carry on with our ordinary lives. Or we can forget our ordinary lives and totally focus on the pain and the anguish that yeah. is real going on in, in many other countries, not just Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Although that is most pre- prevalent right now. We need to move away from this extreme and this extreme and meet in the middle. Mm-hmm, and when yeah. you do that with your hands, when you move from the right extreme and the left extreme, and you bring your hands together, you become in an attitude of prayer. And that's really what we need to do is, you know, mm-hmm. we need to be praying through our ordinary days. You know, yeah. our daughter is training to be a pilot. She actually wants to be a missionary pilot. And she was out shopping this morning, getting her last bits and pieces before she goes back to college at the end of the week, back to university. And, you know, we had that feeling of, is this really necessary? But actually, if we don't send her, there won't be anybody. She Mm -hmm. can't be sent to the world that needs her. She needs that preparation. So Yes, she needs shorts so that she can go to college, so that she can train to be a pilot. You know, these things have to happen, but that doesn't mean that we shut off our feelings of anguish and pain. And in those moments when you have that stomach churning Mm -hmm. while you're washing up thinking, this is really mundane and stupid, while I know that some of my brothers and sisters in Christ are facing death at this moment. When you have that gut-wrenching feel, you still need to do the washing up. But in that moment, you can pray. We don't have to go to our closets on our knees to pray. You can. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. brilliant when you can mm-hmm. do that. But we can also pray while we're driving with our eyes open or yeah. while we're in the line at Walmart or whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing, picking the kids up from school. If that, if you get that wave, like you said, Betsy, if you get that wave and the Holy Spirit speaking to you, respond to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree Talk so to- much. Talk for just a minute to our young moms, moms with littles, as they're navigating this season. I mean, how important, why is it important to do the ordinary? Mm. Let me just take a a step sideways and say, I remember the feelings that they are feeling right now. Because I have a child uh, who was, I was pregnant with on 9-11. 
Mm. And that feeling of like, what am I bringing? What world am I bringing this child into? Yeah. God, what are you doing? This world is going to be a mess. What's the point? You know, what's mm -hmm. the point of having a baby now? But of course, that was that was almost 20 years ago. And now she's the one going off to training to be a missionary pilot. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and God, God did amazing things with that. God is good and he knows the future. He knows what's going on. And so I would really encourage the young moms listening today, change the diapers, love your child, read them mm -hmm. the stories, tell them about Jesus, teach them how to cross the road safely, teach them how to be kind to their friends because they are needed for their generation. In fact, we might need them for our generation to encourage <laughs> That's right. us. That's you know, we're going to need their voices of strength and, and joy and, and fulfillment in their life. God knows the time that he's brought our kids into. He didn't make a mistake yeah. in having our children born this year or 20 years ago. He did not make a mistake. He mm. knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, guys, as we're sitting here talking, wouldn't the fallen one love for us to just stop and do nothing right now? Yeah. To stop doing our ordinary life and that extreme of doing nothing because we're yeah. not moving forward with our marching orders, which yeah. are go make disciples of all nations, right? If and you think about how many Christians there are in the world, I, I don't know the statistics because that's numbers. I don't do numbers. I don't either. But it's mm -mm. Some number of billions. If two things happen, if we all teach one child about Jesus, every one of us teach one child about Jesus. So that's in the billions. And if the second thing is we all pray one prayer today, that's in the billions. So, you know, how the fallen one just loves to make us feel like, oh, you're too small, you're too insignificant, you're too ordinary, that's all a lie. Yes. Mm -hmm. It and, is. Um, so it absolutely is. And yeah. we're not we're not alone. Like in this, like as you're facing your day-to-day -day moms, you may feel super lonely and disconnected and like I, I, I just don't even know how to move forward. And I know on the Zoom room, you guys are having conversations about, about finding a community where you mm -hmm. are, where you live and drawing together. And the reality is just what Sharon just said, if we're all praying, it's us linking arms in the body of Christ together. Mm -hmm. And because God is, is above time and space. And, and so understand that when and we can teach our kids to do this um i think that listening to the lord is so valuable and sharon you have a really unique testimony um <laughs> would you tell us a little bit about your journey and listening to the lord yes 12 years ago my husband came home from work uh, in london he worked at heathrow airport and said so we have a choice to make. We can take uh, voluntary redundancy. Uh, I forget what you call that here. You can take, you can volunteer to be paid off. Uh, or you can wait, or we can wait until, until after Christmas and go back and see if my job is still there. Because his company were cutting back and they were giving um, people voluntary severance that's the word you use ah. giving them voluntary severance if you wanted it or you could play the risk game and wait until january and see if your job was still there well he said you know i want to pray about this because this could be this could be for us well 
we prayed about it and we had very close friends um, and a couple of very close family who prayed with us about it. We didn't tell the world. We didn't tell the children. We just talked to the Lord about it. And he very clearly said, take the leap. I want to give you a blank canvas. And so for three months, my husband had no job. Uh, which was beautiful, actually. They paid him a good salary to leave, um, a good lump sum to leave. So we had three months of going on the field trips with the children and going to the library with them and having coffee, And which 12 years ago was quite a thing to do and have coffee. You know, everyone does it now, but 12 years ago, we were like, we were the trendsetters. Um, <laughs> and we waited to see what the Lord would unfold because he left his very good job with no idea of what to do next. Um, but because he's a very good father, <laughs> he presented us actually with three to choose from. And um, Dallas, Texas won um, in our in our hearts and minds. And so we moved to Dallas, just outside Dallas, Texas, for my husband's job 12 years ago, always knowing, always knowing that the job was the vehicle to get us here, but not the reason. And so we've raised, we've raised our three children. Our eldest was 10. So they were 10, 7 and 4, just, just turning 4 when we moved here. And so they have had kind of a bilingual upraising. <laughs> <laughs> because not only are we in America, but we are in Texas. And yeah. so people apparently, our littlest, when he was four, said, Mummy, everybody speaks Texas here. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they've had the opportunity to have a, a really multicultural upbringing and um, to bring their views of a different a different worldview to their friends at school, which has been really lovely, actually, and, and great great to see. And God has done some amazing things in, in my life and in my husband's life and in the life of all three of our children because we live on a different continent. And, and all of that to say, God can do any of the things that he's done in us on another continent, but he chose to do it here yeah. in a way that has been miraculous and brilliant. We were just talking the other day about how our decisions to do A and B has now led, led to decisions for our friends and um, family to do other things that wouldn't have been able to happen had we not been here. So God is amazing. Follow when he asks you to do stuff that's really scary. I just, you know, I just painted that picture to you like, oh, yeah, we moved and came here. No, I was terrified. Yeah, I was absolutely mm -hmm. terrified. And I kept saying, I will obviously where you go, I will go. I said to my husband <laughs> <laughs> and I always knew when I married him that he's a traveler. You know, we've traveled all over the world together. And I always had the suspicion that maybe one day we'd live in another country. Um, so but I was still afraid. I kept saying, I hate change, I hate change, I hate change. <laughs> For many years I said that until God said to me one day very clearly and kindly, if you hate change, you can never be like me because you need to change to be like me. Mm. So I don't say that anymore. <laughs> I just let him... again, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> so it, it wasn't easy, but it was right. And, you know, I would say that to all of everyone listening, all the young mums, the stuff you do every day, you know, changing diapers for six hours a day, which is what mm -hmm. it feels like, yeah. is actually it's not easy. People are like, oh, that's so simple. And it's not easy. It yeah. isn't. But it's right and it's important and it's and it's the kingdom building activity. Yeah. Um, if we can look at things in that way, then our hearts kind of get a bit of a shift and we can see that God can use us wherever we are. 
think there's some kind of dis- I'm sorry. I think Go there's ahead. some kind of deception there that if God's leading me to do it, it's going to be easy. And I loved what you said. It just it's right. The the right thing isn't always the easy thing. And I, I think that's what we have to remember as moms. It's so true. We hear that all the time. And, and also, so that that's one of my bugbears, that people say, if it's not easy, it wasn't from God. I don't believe that at I don't all. believe it at and, all. And secondly, if the door doesn't open, then it wasn't from God. I don't believe that either, because sometimes you have to knock on the door and you have to fiddle with the lock and you have to turn the handle. And sometimes if God says to you, walk away from that door, then guess what you need to do? You need to walk away from that door. That's right. But yeah. If you think, well, maybe the door needs to open or God wants to teach you something else or God needs you to grow a little taller so you can reach the handle, there are things that need to happen. <laughs> that's, that's good. Priceless. That's good right there. Yeah, and y- you know, I think you're so right, Sharon. I mean, so many times, I think that's part of what's stirring up in me right now is we, we are so prone to give up easily and to just take what seems like, oh, well, that just isn't the way. So I'm just going to lay that down and realize that um, sometimes that we're growing in our perseverance and sometimes it's growing our faith muscles. And and sometimes we've heard him say something. And although everything doesn't look like it's playing out that way, we're called to have faith and and to believe that he says what is true. And, you know, as you were talking, I thought of Susanna Wesley and I thought of the fact that, you know, she raised how many kids and a house full of children and prayed in the middle of the kids with her apron pulled up over her head. And she raised two men that we know of who were world changers. And ladies, what we're doing is we have no idea the scope of what we're doing and how the Lord is going to potentially use that. But you can make a difference right from where you are, wherever that is. Absolutely. That's what I love about Sharon's um, podcast, God in the Ordinary. Sharon's, if if you're not listening to that podcast, you need to go over there and and subscribe to that podcast. It's so good. Um, I almost burnt my dinner the other night listening. I had to turn it off because I was (laughs) paying so much attention to the podcast that I couldn't get the dinner finished. (laughs) It's really good. And that's what I love about this conversation. It's about the ordinary. It's about the ordinary day and the impact that your ordinary day makes on eternity yes. and the kingdom of God and moving forward. And that's what that's we right. need to keep doing no yes. matter what's going on in our country where no matter where we live right now, we need to keep doing those ordinary things because God is using those ordinary things to make a difference. Yeah. Yes. And at the same time, we're doing the ordinary, realize that you're also part of something extraordinary because our God is extraordinary and he's in us and we're co-laboring with him. So it's this, that's what I heard you say in Sharon. It's this beautiful coming together of those things of doing what we do day to day and partnering with the Lord to make a difference where we are. Um, That's right. We don't need to be. We don't need to be the well-known speaker standing on the stage. We don't need to be the millionaire who can spend however many thousands they want on an airplane to help somebody. We don't need to be those people. We need to be submitted, obedient followers of Christ. 
and we can be completely and feel completely ordinary because actually I know the Bible says we're an army of uh, we're a priesthood you know an yes. army of extraordinary people we are yes. but but we live ordinary lives and that's what Jesus did too he lived an ordinary life yeah the things that he did were extraordinary you know right yeah. <laughs> the healing and the raising people from the dead and stuff like that pretty amazing <laughs> but we we are ordinary people who can do things with God. God can yes. do extraordinary things through us, but yes. we have to be submitted to him because it's him who does the extraordinary. We just have to walk in the ordinary. Yes, so good. Sharon, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. Well, my ministry is called 61 Things based on Isaiah 61. All the things in Isaiah 61 is what the Father has called us to do. So yes. go out, go over, head over there and read Isaiah 61 and then you'll see. I'll just leave a little snippet there for you. Uh, so you can find me at 61 Things on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is 61-things.com. You can find my podcast there and all my music and books and stuff like that there. We didn't even scratch the music surface. So maybe that's a conversation for another day that is Definitely. just waiting to happen. So let me pray for us, Lord. I just thank you. I thank you for sharing. And I thank you for the ministry that she has taken the reins of and she is is seeing it run forward for the kingdom to make a difference in the lives of ordinary folks. And I pray a blessing over her podcast, over her music ministry over her website and social media. Lord, we thank you. And God, we pray for these moms that wherever they are today and whatever is heavy on their hearts, that they would courageously and boldly walk to your throne and meet you in the middle of that place and, um, and feel like they can come to their good dad with this heaviness and that you are the prince of peace and you provide us with the peace that we need to be where we are and do the things before us, Lord, and help us to do those things, bring in you great glory and honor. Help us to love our kids well and love our husbands well and just be a light where we are today and to know that that's an impactful thing. In Jesus' name, amen. how valuable your time is and we are so thankful you chose to spend some of it with us today we hope you've been encouraged you can find betsy at gatheringaround.com and tina at raisingkidsonyourknees.org enjoy your day and we will see you again next week